0: You're listening to Know Your Rights with Ellen Firestone.
1: What's going on guys? Greg here and you are tuned in to Know Your Rights with Ellen Firestone. We are back for a second episode and in the intro episode we went over why it is important to know your 30 human rights and what you can do about them. And this all came from Ellen's workshop Human Rights from Education to Action and that's what we're going to talk about today is we're going to start diving into the first few human rights, educate you guys more on those human rights and how to take action to do something about them. Now, I want to turn it over to Ellen for her to introduce the very first article in 30 Human Rights.
0: Thanks, Greg. So, article number one of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights is all human beings are born free and equal in dignity and rights. They're endowed with reason and conscience and should act towards one another in a spirit of brotherhood.
1: So, we are all born free and equal. Is this first article as straightforward as it sounds?
0: Yes, actually, you know, we had talked in the in the intro podcast, how the Universal Declaration of Human Rights is for everyone, every man, woman and child. And these rights aren't things that have to be earned or given to you. They're ours just by the fact of being born. And yes, we are all born free and equal.
1: I I get what the article saying, you know, we're all born free and equal, but we're not. Um, How would you respond to that?
0: Well, interestingly, I, I had a similar conversation just this week with a co-worker uh, who wanted to get involved with teaching human rights, and she was getting a little pushback from people she was talking with because they were saying to her, but we don't have human rights. And the way I responded was, well, we actually do have the human rights. They are ours just by the fact of being born, which is what this article is saying. However, yes, there are human rights violations occurring all around us.
1: Which is why it's important to know your human rights. Exactly. Yeah. This is something that probably happens all across many different countries. And a lot mm-hmm. of people probably feel the same way. So as we talk about this very first article here of the human rights, it would be common for a lot of people in a lot of different places around the world to think, hey, I don't get that.
0: Right. You know, they're, you know they could be thinking, I don't have these rights. But really, yes, you do. There's just human rights violations occurring. And that's where, like you said, it's important that everyone knows them so that we can do something about them. You know, the the government has their things to do, but so so do the rest of us. And, you know, we talked a little bit last time about the article on responsibility, and it's everyone's responsibility. Not just the government, not just business, but every human being.
1: So we're saying it's everybody's responsibility, yet people still don't feel like they have their natural human rights. Why are we in this position?
0: So remember, this document came about in response to the atrocities of World War II. The member countries of the UN at that time came together to try to come up with something that would help humankind, you know, best get along and, you know, live in peace together instead of doing something like dropping bombs on each other. So we have here almost a gradient scale. Um, on one end of the spectrum is you know atomic weapons, and on the other end is this document, the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. And you know we could live anywhere in between on this gradient scale. And I think most people would agree that making these human rights a reality is a far better way to live together than in fear of weapons and war.
1: Absolutely. I completely agree that any sane person would rather live in peace than live in a time of war. And you brought up this gradient scale of, you know, on one end, we're talking about atomic bombs. And on the other end, we're talking about human rights. Where do you think, honestly, where do you think we are on this scale?
0: Well, unfortunately, I do think we're on the, the lower end of the scale. I mean, we've we've seen recently a leader parade atomic weapons down the road that's not exactly living in a spirit of brotherhood, as the article says.
1: Yeah, but that's not a common thing. I mean, that's only one person.
0: True, but it only takes one bomb to harm a lot of people.
1: Very good point. And if you go back to the wording of Article 1, it says, All human beings are born free and equal in dignity and rights. They are endowed with reason and conscience and should act towards one another in a spirit of brotherhood.
0: Right. Right. And you'll notice as we go through these articles, uh, many of them start with all, everyone. It's the universal declaration of human rights. It's for everyone, everywhere. It's all inclusive. There's nowhere where it says everyone except Greg or something like that.
1: (laughs) And I would hope it wouldn't. (laughs) But this is a good segue into the second article, which is don't discriminate.
0: Yes, the first paragraph of Article 2 states, Everyone is entitled to all the rights and freedoms set forth in the Declaration without distinction of any kind, such as race, color, sex, language, religion, political or other opinion, national or social origin, property, birth or other status. So in other words, don't discriminate. These rights belong to everybody, whatever our differences.
1: So right away, this article sounds a lot like the first article.
0: Yes, I think the the writers of the Declaration were trying to set the tone very early on that these rights belong to everyone without distinction, no discrimination. They're for all of us everywhere.
1: And there is a second part to this article, correct?
0: Yes, the second part of Article 2 states furthermore, No distinction shall be made on the basis of the political, jurisdictional, or international status of the country or territory to which a person belongs, whether it be independent, trust, non-self-governing, or under any other limitation of sovereignty.
1: So after hearing the entire second article and the first article, how are these two articles related?
0: Well, you know, the first article is is stated in the positive. You know, we all are born free and equal in dignity and rights. We all have these these rights just by the fact that we're born. And then the second one is kind of emphasizing the fact that everyone is entitled to these rights without any distinction at all. There is no discrimination. Everyone has them.
1: And it's not saying that the second article isn't positive. It's just almost a more detailed version of the first. Is that how you would say it?
0: Correct. So in Article two, again, you know, they're emphasizing everyone is entitled to all the rights and freedoms set forth in this declaration. And then they they're breaking down all the kinds of discrimination that could take place. And they're saying without distinction of any kind, such as, you know, race, color, political, religion. You know, it's it's just an emphasis that everyone has these rights.
1: It's, it's wild to think about, you know, 70 plus years ago that the people who wrote this realized how wrong it was what was going on in, in their current day and probably even crazier to think about we're still dealing with some of those forms of discrimination today through all those years you know it, it, you, you wonder if they could have foreseen this happening 70 years down the line
0: sure and i mean i think part of the reason you know they, they put this together obviously they they did also see or say that this document should be disseminated in schools and educational institutions, which if it had been, you know, things may be a little better right now. But still today, people don't know about the document 70 years later, the 70th anniversary, and uh, which, you know, is part of, you know, the reason why we're doing this to, to get the word out, you know, with both youth and adults so that they know they have rights.
1: And it's like they knew they needed to change it from the ground up, meaning starting with the kids putting it into the educational system so when the kids grow up, they understand that discrimination is wrong.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Because usually, you know, when a child is born, they're not discriminating against anyone. You know, it's a learned thing. And so you can unlearn it or you can learn it the right way to begin with. You're in the schools and you're learning. There is no discrimination. Everyone has rights.
1: But still, some people's human rights are violated.
0: Exactly. You know, this takes us back to, to what we had stated before, Um, If you look at this as a gradient scale, we have war and violence on one end, and then we have human rights and peace on the other end. And then we fall in between there somewhere. Each country may be at a different place. Cities within the countries may be at a different place. And then an individual himself or themselves may be anywhere, You know, fall different places on that scale. So it's like a matter of becoming responsible for where you are and then moving to the upper end from from that place
1: and it's a, it's a cool thing to think about and i kind of challenge you guys as listeners to think about where you would think we are if you had that scale in front of you and something that would be really interesting is going around the world and seeing in different countries where they feel like they are you know on that scale obviously us in the western hemisphere probably feels a little bit differently than some people all the way across the entire world so you know something to think about you know if you're going to take one thing away from that where where are we where should we be or where do we want to be in our community in our country or in the world
0: exactly and then you know we we also talk about in this podcast a bit what can you do about it so some people may not think oh, I'm not going to go out and teach human rights or I'm not going to you know volunteer at a nonprofit. So what can they do? Well, you can even take this down to an individual level. It kind of reminds me of a master's thesis I wrote a few years ago. Well, about 15 years ago, Um, it was titled Becoming Energetically Responsible. So the, the original idea for the thesis was titled Energy Management and it focused on four interrelated aspects of energy, physical, mental, emotional and spiritual and how individuals need to manage each aspect of their personal energy. And then as the the project progressed, I came to know that managing energy was not really optional. It's imperative that each one of us becomes responsible for our personal energy and understands how that energy impacts the world around us. I mean, you you probably, you know, have walked into a place, maybe a store or whatever, and you see a smiling salesperson, that's going to affect how you feel. Or if you see someone who's grumpy and doesn't even like want to pay attention to you, obviously that too will impact your own personal energy. But it then comes down to our own individual responsibility and how we react to that and you know again you'll find yourself somewhere on that gradient scale are you more on the side of anger and rage or are you on the side of friendliness and peace?
1: So you don't necessarily you know if you're not out there like you said teaching human rights or volunteering for human rights just just putting out a good energy or a, as people like to say a good vibe out there um, you know can really affect people around you that you might not even know. You, you can affect people and, and have no idea. So definitely a very interesting uh, aspect to look at it when you think about how can you help and what can you do?
0: Right. This is where Article 1 comes back in. Just act towards one another in a spirit of brotherhood.
1: And going back to Article 1, I think uh, it's important, you know, before we wrap this podcast up to touch on Article 3, which is a smaller one, but still pertains to what we're talking about here.
0: Sure. So article three is everyone has the right to life, liberty, and security of person. So we all have the right to life and to live in freedom and safety. Again, you know, you can say, well, people aren't or people don't have that. Uh, So all we're saying here is this is the rights and we'll find again, anywhere in the world, people are in different places on that scale they may be closer to having it or closer to, you know, not having any safety at all.
1: So when you look back at the three articles that we went through today, which were article 1, 2 and 3, you can see the common thread through these three articles.
0: Yes, and you know, the main thing I think to remember is these rights belong to everybody, whatever our differences.
1: And that's going to do it for our second episode of Know Your Rights with Ellen Firestone. Ellen, thank you again so much for doing this with us. And be on the lookout for our next podcast where we go over Article 4. And what is Article 4? You will have to tune back in to find out.
0: In the meantime... Find ways you can have more of a spirit of brotherhood or sisterhood in all your personal interactions with everyone you come across.
1: And a special thank you to our sponsor, Simon I Associates, providing eye care for life to our local communities. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We'll talk to you again soon.